All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey. Live every weekday at noon Eastern. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of Daily Faceoff Live for the second straight show. It is Yaremchuk and McKenna with you here as we close out our week of shows heading towards the Christmas break. Mike, our guy Jeremiah is in the YouTube chat. He's sitting at a nice minus eight over in Rage City. It is minus 40 with the wind chill, minus 40 Celsius with the wind chill in Edmonton. What's it like out in St. Louis? Well, dude, it's not that bad here right now, but we're supposed to hit like negative 30 wind chill in St. Louis with 50 mile an hour winds. And you guys can do the conversions. That's not good. That doesn't happen here very often. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just happy it's Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday. Are you having tacos today? I'm having tacos today. I might now. You put that thought into my head, and I might, but they probably won't compete with uh, whatever Chef McKenna is cooking up because you are a much better cook than I am. Uh, Let's put all that to the side. No one's happy because of the cold. Everyone's happy because it's Taco Tuesday. Bruins fans are thrilled because if you're a Bruins fan in Boston, when you go watch your team play at TD Gardens, you pretty much know they're going to win or at least get a point. Boston is now 17-0-2 on home ice this season, Mike. It is absolutely remarkable how solid they've been on home ice. You can see the goal differential, plus 40, a 947 points percentage as well. And I mean, it's not like they've been bad on the road either with a 667 points percentage. But this team is a certified wagon, Mr. McKenna. Yeah, and it's because they start off games so well at home. It's easy to say it. It's easy to have the rhetoric. It's easy to walk in your locker room and put up motivational words and hope it helps. Okay? None of that matters. It's what happens on the ice. And this team in Boston has started off so well because their first periods have been phenomenal. Okay? I mean, in the first period, they're second in the NHL 
uh, in goals scored in the first period of 21. And you look at goals against in the first, they've only allowed eight. Okay, in 19 games, they've only allowed eight goals in the first period. That's a recipe for success. And so much of that comes from leadership. Who can we talk about with that? Patrice Bergeron, captain of the team, big four-point night, two goals, two assists last evening, uh, 65% the face-off circle. It's not just what Bergeron does from the scoring side of things, okay? He's a little below a point a game this year, which is kind of normal for his career. It's the fact that this guy's just never minus, Tyler. Like only, In 19 yeah. games, only four times this year the Bruins played, or only four times has Bergeron been minus in a game. So he's so responsible. Last night he played you know, minute and a half on the penalty kill, almost three minutes on the power play, all three situations. Every team needs a heartbeat and a conscience. And that's Patrice Bergeron to the Bruins. And to me, that's why they've been so consistent for so long and why, especially on home, on home ice now, that team's ready to go or the moment the puck drops. And you want to talk about leadership. How about a guy over the summer that, you know, there was some debate some conversation about whether or not he'd even be back for the Boston Bruins and he sits there coming off a Selkie trophy I think if he would have gone to market and been open to playing anywhere this is a guy who's probably fielding offers in the six million dollar range he says no I'm staying in Boston I want to help this team win and to do that I'm taking a two and a half million dollar contract the points he's put up so far 26 points now in 33 games he was a monster last night in just every area for this team and he's doing it for well under $3 million. Mike, that's probably the best value contract in the entire NHL. That's got to be close to it. And, you know, that that club really, to me, has a lot of people that are performing at expectation or above, Tyler. I mean, Pasternak's mm -hmm. having a monster year, but look at the scoring. Like, they're so deep. Taylor Hall's been undervalued. Lindholm's been phenomenal on the blue line. It's just a really deep team in Boston right now that's getting it done in all areas of the ice. We talked yesterday about Linus Allmark and his Vesna trophy case as well. Just they're firing on all cylinders. It's the easiest way to put it. We'll see how long this Bruins hot streak can keep going. Uh, speaking of maybe awards, Kale McCarr might have put his hand up yesterday for a couple of reasons. One to say, I fell, that wasn't a trip. And the other one to say, I would like the Lady Bing trophy this year. Take a look at this play here on your screen. Matt Barzell chasing McCarr behind the net. McCarr, whoop, feet fall out from under him. Barzell had his stick somewhat in the vicinity there, but ref's arm goes up, calling a trip. You can see here the angle the ref would have had. Yeah, that looks like a trip from his spot. And Kale McCarr right here puts his arm up, skates over to the ref, says, whoa, 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 he didn't trip me. I fell. No penalty. They pick up the flag, for lack of a better phrase, and Colorado doesn't get the power play. Mike, if you were on the Colorado Avalanche, if you were Alexander Gorgiev right there, would you be applauding McCarr and saying, good, we don't need to win. We can win with good sportsmanship. Or would you be going, what the hell are you doing? It's 0-0. Zero, zero. We could have had a power play. I hate this. I absolutely hate this, okay? And I, I come from a racing background where you are constantly striving for the unfair advantage. It's an old Roger Penske ad of out, ad, you know, way to describe something for anybody out there that's into racing. And I'm also an old goaltender. What did we used to do as goalies? We'd do everything we could to cheat with our equipment. We'd go right up to the line. We'd push the boundaries. You take every little advantage you can get. McCarr's giving away an advantage. But you know what, Tyler? Here comes the conscience part of it. He's probably earning calls in the long run here. Because I, I, I can't help but think that the, the officials are looking at this going, wow, this guy's helping us here. He's being honest. He, he's not looking for something else. Um, I think it's probably going to help his club long run 
and himself that way. But in the moment, man, I was I would have been furious. Like this is a this is a guaranteed power play. This game zero zero, man. And then the Avalanche did end up going on to win in a shootout, one nothing goalie battle. But Tyler, I don't know, man. This is this might be a step too far, even for my my you know kind old soul. And I just I can't handle it, dude. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, like, I'm kind of torn on it. I think if I was another player on the Avs, the first thought in my head would be, like, what the hell are you doing? But it's also Kale McCarr. So, like, can anyone in that room really get mad at him? Like, he's kind of been their best player. He won the con Smythe. He has probably gotten them a lot of victories so far this season, produced a ton of goals that, you know, if he feels like he needs to do this to stay in the officials' good books and to maybe make his case for the Lady Bing Trophy, maybe he's just really itching to add that one to his collection with the Norris and the Conn Smythe <laughs> and the Stanley Cup ring. But, I, I mean, it's the holiday season, Mike. You can't get mad at a guy for, for being in the spirit, I guess, right? Well, you know what, man? What he's really doing is just being honest, okay? And, yeah. and I really do appreciate that. that that's I don't want to like slag on that at all but yeah. i i would have never done that i would i would have taken any advantage i could possibly get and that's maybe i'm just a a bad competitor like that <laughs> oh man i'm with you i would have done the same thing if it was beer league i wouldn't be telling the ref that i fell on my own uh and nice to see guys still having a little bit of fun though a group of teams that is not having a lot of fun right now would be the teams in the pacific division it is uh, the definition of mid as the kids would say you look at that uh division right now no team is over 500 in their last 10 games. The most wins anyone has is five in their last 10. So it's been pretty crazy to watch how the teams who were off to hot starts have kind of just tapered right off. And the teams down at the bottom, well, they're still struggling like San Jose and Anaheim. Vegas still leads the way with 45 points, but they're 5-5-0 five, five and oh in their last 10. They've lost two games in a row, including dropping one of the Buffalo Sabres last night. And I just look at this division, Mike, and the question I guess I'll throw your way, is there any way that a Stanley Cup winner can come from this collection of teams? It doesn't look like it right now. Um, and I think looking at Vegas at the start of the season, as hot as they began, you would have thought they'd have a chance to win the Stanley Cup. I, they've been horrible on home ice. And if that doesn't change, no way they win. Their depth isn't great. Calgary's been okay. Los Angeles and Seattle, they don't have the goaltend to do it. There's only one team that I think could win the Stanley Cup out of the Pacific, and it's Edmonton. It may not look like it right now at the standings. I mean, they're mired down in fourth place with 36 points. But this team's going to get Evander Kane back at some point. They've been getting good goaltending from Skinner. And if he would have been the number one all season, you have to think that they're you know, currently sitting in probably third or second in the Pacific. And who knows what Ken Holland's going to be able to pull off a trade deadline or in advance of it, Tyler. I really think at Edmonton, if they can shore up their defense and find a way to round out those top lines, which having Kane back will help, they still have the McDavid dries idle factor. It's real. And they're getting competent goaltending now. So I do think Edmonton could be a, a sleeper pick uh, to potentially win a cup. But the rest of these teams right now, I see big flaws with them. Do you see any, Tyler, that excite you? Yeah, like, I mean, I, I look at Vegas and I go, they probably don't have the depth up front for them to go on a run. I look at LA, I say they don't have the goaltending. Seattle don't have the goaltending right now either. Don't love their scoring depth. With Edmonton, it's the same thing. You shut down McDavid and Dreisaitl, you win, and their blue line has been putrid this year. Calgary, for whatever reason, just lacks identity, which is so weird considering they looked so good for so much of last season. But the interesting part for me, Mike, is I look at all, we'll even say all five of those teams, they all have their first round pick this year. Most of them have their mm -hmm. second round pick this year. I wonder if there'll be some GMs, Ken Holland definitely included in this, but I also think the Vegas Golden Knights will sit there and say, you know, our division looks so average. 
that this is a great chance for us to just load up at the deadline, get out of this division, and it could be the easiest path to the final four out of any division, right? Like maybe this leads to a bit of a weird arms race in the Pacific division where a couple of these teams just go, Hey, you know what? Screw it. Let's load up. Let's get into it. Mm -hmm. No, I could easily see that. Cause like you say, it's getting out of the Pacific probably isn't going to be your biggest chore. It's going to be facing the other clubs that are in the central and you're hoping that they beat each other up in the first round, second round. That's what you're really hoping for uh, eventually down the road. So I, I do think that these are the teams in the Pacific to really watch because they're going to have to change the complexion of their team if they want to be able to compete for Stanley Cup. Four shows until the Christmas break for us. So each of the next four days, we're going to be doing a little stocking stuffer segment here where we pick a division and buy some gifts for teams around the NHL. And today we are going to start with the Central Division. So Mike, put on your Santa suit, slide down the chimney. Give me a couple of gifts for these Central teams we're looking at. Okay, I got a couple of them. First, let's go for the St. Louis Blues, my hometown team. I'm going to get them a get out of jail free card from the Monopoly game. And the reason being is that St. Louis has been so streaky this year, Tyler, that yeah. they're going to have another downturn. It's inevitable. But the Blues cannot get mired in losing like they've done previously twice this season. They got to get out, get back into the win column fast. So that's for the jail, get out of jail free card from head coach Craig Berube. For the Colorado Avalanche, I'm going to give them some Jedi force healing. I'm going to give them a give Yoda a phone call. We're going to Mandalorian this thing. They're going to use the force to accelerate natural healing. And then one more team, the Nashville Predators. I'm going to get them some takeout barbecue, and we're going to make sure that Matt Duchesne has his guitar on every road trip. Reason being, they're 8-5-2 at home. They're 5-8-2 and two on the road. They'd probably be in the playoff mix right now if they could be better when they get out of Music City. So I, I think you need Matt Duchesne strumming in the back of that plane, doing sing-alongs. You need some Jack's barbecue from Broadway. That would help those three teams in the Central. I, I like all of those. The Avs one specifically. Like, it's crazy to look at those standings and see them sitting in fourth. But you're right. If they had some of that Jedi healing, Mike, they would probably be a lot closer to teams like Dallas and Winnipeg. I'm going to key in on St. Louis as well and just buy them a little bit of consistency. I don't know where you can find that. I don't know how much it costs, but I know that they would be looking to purchase on. They would pay whatever price so far this season. Won three in a row, lost eight in a row, won seven in a row lost eight of 10, and now they've won four in a row. That's their season. It's just been up and down, up and down. And if they could have some consistency, this is a team whose playoff case would be a lot more solid. And you know what? Their GM's job would be a lot easier if they found some consistency on either side, right? Because you look at O'Reilly and Tarasenko as big potential trade chips. They could own the trade deadline if they decide to sell. But if you're five points out of the playoffs come March 3rd, how do you actually sell there? So I'm sure their GM would love to just say, hey, you know what, guys? Quit playing with my emotions. Quit going on either side of this thing. You either suck or you're a playoff team. Pick one. Yeah, I think you're saying poop or get off the pot. I get it. I know what you're saying here. I got one more. I think uh, I think Chicago, they need some big yard signs for an estate sale. That would be really good yeah. for them for Christmas time. Really advertise the fact that everything must go. They need to hire a liquidation company or something. Uh, tomorrow, yep. we'll pick a new division <laughs> and do this all over again as we get into the holiday spirit. The holidays also mean World Junior time. So let's dig into part one of our World Junior preview with Stephen Ellis and the next wave. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. 
Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Stephen Ellis and the next wave, as always, delivered by our friends at DoorDash. We are just under a week away from the beginning of the 2023 World Junior Hockey Championships. And Mr. Ellis, we've been watching Canada roll through their pre-tournament games, and they just look absolutely dynamite. So I'll start with this as we preview Group A at this year's tournament. How big is the gap between Canada and everybody else? I think just in Group A alone, obviously there's going to be Sweden that will put up a fight there. But I, I Canada was my pre-tournament pick, and I it's hard for me to kind of get away from that at this point. This is just a group that you, you saw at Switzerland. They were dominant when it came uh, crashing the net. It didn't matter who was around there. Everyone was shooting. Everyone was getting involved. And even at the point where Switzerland was starting to kind of find the momentum, as soon as Canada is like just kind of switched a light and they were going again. So goaltending was good, which I think was the biggest question for the team. The defense was excellent. They were very involved in the offense. And then you go out there and you put in Shane Wright, Connor Bedard, and Brendan Ottman. And that's got to be one of the best lines we've ever seen at the World Juniors. And it hasn't even started yet so uh, i think that's just going to be one dominant group and I, I it's i think they're kind of a step ahead by quite a bit in everybody in group a steven you touched on team sweden just briefly there and I, it was kind of a tough bounce for them i think when detroit red wings top defensive prospect simon edvinson just declined to play for his home country in the world juniors uh, is that something that you think team sweden can overcome not having him in the lineup it's going to be tough. This is a team that's going to have to outscore their opponents by quite a bit, which that's kind of the goal in hockey is to score a lot more goals than the team. But uh, this is a group that's going to be missing its top four in defense in general. So uh, they're going to be relying on some guys that you know probably wouldn't play this this amount of time um, had they been at full strength. But uh, at the same time, uh, they've got some decent goaltending. I think the offense, well, they should have no problem scoring. And the big question was how will they handle that game against Canada? And I feel like there's a lot less pressure for them this year because they're not kind of seen as the, the favorite to win the group like they were for basically an entire decade. And I think that alone means they can play their game if they come second in their group. It might give them a more favorable matchup, actually, uh, depending on how things work out in, in Group B. So uh, I think Sweden should probably stick second in A, but um, I it, it's I don't think they got the talent to be a huge threat to Canada at this point. 
We're looking at Czechia as kind of the third team in this group with Germany and Austria right behind them. Does Czechia have a shot to maybe pull off some upsets? Does Germany have a chance to maybe pull off some upsets? What do you make of this bottom of the group? And, and could we maybe see some surprises from one of those two? So not having Russia in the tournament definitely kind of changes the power balance yeah. at a tournament like this. Um, so Czechia is kind of seen as the the real like fifth team, I'd say. Um, but they're a good one. They they played in the bronze medal game last year. They stunned the Americans just a couple days after losing to Latvia of all teams. Um, so it's sometimes hard to kind of predict. But the Czechs have very big defense. I think um, actually in forwards too. I believe they got something like seven forwards that are six foot three or taller. It's it's a stupid number. And they've got some good goaltending. Like this is one of the stronger Czech teams where they might not have a number one star, but like Yuri Kulich has looked great in the AHL, and that might be exactly what they kind of need, that momentum heading into this tournament. So I like the Czechs. Germany, they've got uh, some good goaltending, some really poor defense, and then their scoring is a bit of a mystery because while they have some pieces from that summer team that did kind of give some teams some fits there, uh, I believe like if you combine the entire like team's goals i'm not even sure it hits 20 as a group in like domestic league play this year so who's going to score this year i don't know um but um they're they're gonna have to rely a lot on their goaltending but they got two really good ones and um so they'll give some so some threats maybe to the czechs and maybe the swedes but i'm still thinking it's like canada sweden Czechia, uh, germany and in, in austria in that order I also want to throw you a little Connor Bedard question because, I mean, we saw him just do some remarkable stuff in that pre-tournament game. You think back to not the summer tournament, but a year ago when he was putting on a show as an underage at this tournament. Um, like, we, we watched the clip here. He's just, he's on another level. It really is remarkable. What are your expectations here? Like, could this be a historic tournament from Bedard? Uh, 100%, because especially if you're going out there and you're playing with a guy like Shane Wright, the playmaker that he is, it's going to be hard to beat. And um, like Bedard did that last night, but he also did, tried it two other times. Like he three times, he basically took on the uh, entire team, kind of like what we've seen from McDavid. And this guy's a special talent. He's going to make someone so happy. And he's going to be, he's going no matter which line he's playing with, he's going to have some future stars that he's going to be playing with. I think that's uh, a huge for his development. And, um, I, I again, we, we saw how good he was in that one game, specifically against Austria, before that term was canceled. Then we saw what he did in the summer tournament, which felt like a little bit of a step down, but it was still very good. This guy, all he does is impress. He's playing really well right now. He in, in camp, apparently, he was one of the best players. Uh, so we'll see kind of how he he turns it on here. But it's it's stupid what he's able to do. He's so good. That is a great headline as well. It's stupid what he's able to do. And the other thing, too, you think back again, the tournament that was canceled, he would have had the experience of going through the training camp, playing a couple of games in the tournament. Then you have the summer one as well. There won't, there really shouldn't be any sort of jitters from this kid either, right? Like, he's had a lot of chances to get used to playing in that Maple Leaf sweater and facing a bit of that national team pressure. It always seems like, no matter how good the prospect is, that underage prospects typically kind of, the guys that are not drafted at this point, typically get less ice time. And he did start as a 13 forward in that uh, in that uh, original tournament last year in December. And obviously he, he didn't end up becoming a 13 forward after all we saw. But he's going to be a leader, as is Adam Fantilli, who right now might be the second best prospect in the draft. Those two guys are going to be huge pieces of this team. They're not just there for the experience. And I think that's that's awesome.
Yeah, and of course, we won't be seeing the third best prospect in the draft, Matt Vaymichkov. Like you said, no Russia at this year's tournament. Stephen, we are going to preview a Russia-less Group B later on this week in another edition, a little bonus edition of the Next Wave. As always, it's delivered by our friends at DoorDash, where you can use the promo code GAMEDAY25. Gets you 25% off and no delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you use the DoorDash app. We'll chat with you again on Thursday. Stephen, thanks, man. Absolutely. Thanks so much, guys. Really feels like we're a long ways from the summer when there was no one showing up to those games in Edmonton. The excitement for the World Juniors and excitement to watch guys like Bedard, Wright, Gunther, at least in Canada. Uh, it, the excitement's growing, is my point. Let's move along to our daily face-off inbox question, hashtag AskDFO. And this one came to us on Twitter, where you can always submit your questions for us to answer on the show. And it's a young player that maybe isn't getting enough love, Mike, from around the NHL. Who you got? Matias Michelli of the Arizona Coyotes. Um, be honest with you, I had no idea before this season that he was going to play a factor. I knew he was in the NHL last year for the Coyotes, but it didn't accomplish a whole lot in 20-something games. Well, he's got 22 points in 28 games this year. Over a third of those have been on the power play. So for a 22-year-old player, that's impressive. Uh, and what really catches my eye is that you know he had a reputation for not being the greatest defensive player um, going into his draft year. Well, he's minus one on a team that has some guys competing for the green jacket here, Tyler. So, um, yeah, it was over a point a game in the American League as a 20-year-old, so the offense is definitely there for him. Uh, and it looks like he's also cleaned up that defensive side and is playing a pretty big role for the Coyotes. Yeah, Michelli has been a fantastic story. A guy that a lot of you know casual NHL fans, ah, who is that guy? Wasn't even on the radar for Calder Trophy ballots or anything like that. He's having a damn fine year and scored a goal last night for the Coyotes as well. I'm going to head out to Buffalo where... All this talk, you know, Paige Thompson. It's the Paige Thompson show every night. Alex Tuck, that top line with Jeff Skinner. Rasmus Dahlin dazzling us basically every night early in the year. But no one talked about Dylan Cousins. And to tie it back to the World Junior thing, he earned the nickname Workhorse from Whitehorse when he was uh, playing for Team Canada at the tournament. And this guy's been putting in work for Buffalo so far this season. 31 points in 32 games in this basically his third year in the NHL. I still consider him a young player, a guy that was a first-round pick a couple of years ago, and he really seems to be coming into his own on that Sabres second line. Dylan Cousins is getting some extra attention from me, Mike, because the Sabres, you talk about where they could go in the next few seasons. Yes, Tage Thompson, Alex Tuck, having those guys at the top of your lineup is great, but that second layer of depth that they have with Cousins and even a guy like Jack Quinn or J.J. Paterka, that's going to be, in my opinion, what really drives them is having that depth of young talent as well. Yep, and they've got on the blue line too. You think about Darlene, yeah. you got Owen Power. I mean, <laughs> they've scored more goals than anybody in the NHL at this stage when defensive side and the depth starts to come for Buffalo. <sighs> Devin Levi's in the college goaltender. Yeah. Tyler, there's a lot to like if you're a Buffalo Sabres fan. There is a lot to like in Buffalo right now, including my Buffalo Bills. I got to slide that in there quickly. Uh, let's move along to our daily face-off betting segment brought to you by Points Bet Canada. Yesterday went two and three, but nailed two plus money bets thanks to the Bruins covering the puck line at plus 140. It's not a terrible night. We'll look to keep it going here this evening with two plays courtesy of our friends at Points Bet Canada. Starting at the top, we got the Flames heading to San Jose. Calgary beat the Flames earlier in the week. And not only that, they covered the puck line in that one as well. And Tomas Hurdle is suspended for this game as a result of a slashing or high sticking in that game earlier this week. So I like taking 
the Calgary Flames to once again cover at plus 140 and see if they can turn things around. Also, St. Louis and Seattle down there at the bottom. You see the over is set at an even six, and I like taking this one at minus 105. The Blues were in action last night, so this is the second of back-to-backs. They scored five goals yesterday, the over hit in their game yesterday, and now they're going with Thomas Grice instead of Jordan Binnington, so I like the chances of there being some offense in this game. Seattle, we touched on it yesterday. Show Mike struggling between the pipes kind of all season, so I think taking over six is a safe spot tonight. And those are my two plays, courtesy of Points Bet Canada. And now we wrap with a little garbage time. Mike, what do you got? Well, this isn't garbage at all. The only thing that's garbage is hamburger wrappers that went into the trash cans during the 2014-15 run of Andrew Hammond with the Ottawa Senators. I got to tell you what, man, this is one of my favorite memories ever, honestly, from hockey, was watching Curtis Lazar pick a hamburger up off the ice and take a bite of it during this incredible run that Andrew Hammond went on. 21-2. and two is the record Andrew Hammond had for the Ottawa Senators in 2014-15. Carried that team to playoffs. Um, and I tell you what, this guy had a great career. For some of you who came out of Bowling Green University, he was undrafted, signed an NHL deal with the Senators, uh, and spent most of his career with that team. But four NHL teams, played 67 NHL games with a 916 save percentage. I mean, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> I'd love to have that. Um, Five American League teams played two games in Russia, and so that's enough of Russia. My ankle hurts. I can't do this anymore. Um, but I did love his, his letter uh, that he penned to, to his parents, to hockey, to his wife, and thanked his wife for the 20 different addresses that they you know, have lived at. And I was kind of like, yeah, dude, I kind of know how that goes, man. I've been down that route. So uh, from one relic netminder who had to grind to another in Andrew Hammonds, uh, I always respected what he did on the ice in his career and happy to see that he's – Found some peace with it, walking away, and he's got some change in his pocket. Made some good money during his career, which is always awesome. Yeah, it's great. And I love in his uh, statement as well that he signed it with the little signature hamburger as well. A, uh, a memorable goalie, if there ever is one. Um, he had a great run. That was awesome. And I love that Lazar gift that we were able to pull up as well. Uh, that's going to be a wrap on a Tuesday edition of Daily Faceoff Live. We're going to keep rolling all week. Three more shows until our Christmas break. Not that anyone's counting, right? Uh, we'll chat with you again tomorrow at noon Eastern Hockey fans. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Faceoff Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? 
but there's more. You gotta decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount, and that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's gonna find the back of the net first, and you're gonna wanna be careful, because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you gotta predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.